You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Elliott's an old soul in a young world. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We're here to chop it up about the reality of life of being an old soul. Come in and find yourself, internal wealth. Tune in to old soul in a young world. Old souls, young souls, and all my damn souls in between, welcome back to another week of Old Soul in the Young World. You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Ellie, Um, and as you guys know, what we do on this show is just shout out amazing people, Um, give a platform to people who have something to say, who are doing something cool, um, talking about ideas, having an open conversation. Uh, That's what the vibe's about. And, you know, I just have to give a quick shout out to all my ladies who came on the podcast for Women's History Month. Um... Honestly, they inspired me and they inspired many of my listeners. Um, I've had a lot of great feedback and people hitting me up um, about these wonderful women. So I just want to shout out Jamie. I want to shout out Mandy, Steph James, um, Stephanie James, and Lauren Prey. Uh, all you guys are strong, empowering, motivating women. Um, and if you miss any of those guys, stop right now. Pause what you're doing. Actually, I take that back. Wait till the end of the show. Enjoy the whole podcast and then go back and listen to the other episodes. Um, honestly, if you missed out, really take a chance. These ladies deserve the recognition. Um, and that's all we want to do here on Old Soul in the Young World. You know, just create a platform um, for artists and entrepreneurs. And if you guys have any comments or opinions, or if you want to converse and just hit me up, like that is what I'm about. Um, so, you know, feel free to hit me up on um, J-E-S-S-I-E underscore E-L-L-L-Y on Instagram. You can also hit me up on Facebook at Old Soul in the Young World and also on Twitter at Old Soul in the Young One for World. Um, And, you know, guys, just a quick announcement for everyone listening in, all my artistic souls out there. If you want to have your music featured on my show, um, if you have friends, family, people who are looking to use um, this podcast as a platform. And I'm here to let you guys do that. I want to feature local people, people from around the world. Um, anyone, please. I know we have people from all states um, and a couple countries listening in, actually, last time I looked at the statistics. So seriously, like send me some of your stuff. I would love to hear it. I would love to give you a shout out. Um, and if it's your friends or your family, please give them my IG or my contact. Uh, always looking to have new vibes up on here and just chopping it up. And, you know, speaking about some vibes, because there's a lot of vibes on the show tonight. Um, you know, I just want to introduce a really awesome person that I know, a friend of mine, a dancer, an artist, um, a poet, a singer, an advocate, an entrepreneur. Um, I don't know what else I could categorize him as, but uh, he's also the owner of his own little um, Vibes Media company, and um, he also does like website, graphic design, all that good stuff. And welcome to the show, um, Mr. Vibes, Mr. Andrew. What's going on? Thank you. I just want to apologize. My phone dinged in the middle of that, but 
We're doing amazing. I think you're all good. We're vibing. We're vibing. Thank you for having me. Dude, you're welcome. And like, you know, thank you for coming because I know not a lot of people, you know, it's a different type of setting. It's a different type of, you know, you have to really look within yourself to want to come on a show and talk about what you believe in and what you feel and who you're about. Um, And do you kind of want to like give the people a sense of who you are and what you're about? I'm still learning to tell you the truth, Oof. first of all. and That's uh, a quote right there. And honestly, and if you are listening to this, I hope you are still learning about yourself as well. But what I know so far about myself is, like she said, I am an entrepreneur first, an artist second, a brother, a a son. I am a man, I'm a man of many talents. I can dance. I can make music. I can I can I can dabble into anything. I'm he not, does it all. <laughs> I try to. And this is not trying to like brag or anything. It's just it's just like a passionate thing that I like. I just fucking addicted to art. Some people are addicted to their own little thing, but this is me. I'm anything artistic. I just I just want to know more or I just want to do it or I just want to be a part of it. And that is that is just me. <laughs> And I feel like it's just being multifaceted, like that's yeah. an amazing thing. That's a gift. You know what I mean? Some people have one talent, one thing they're wicked good at. Yeah. And I always felt the same way. It's like I I was always drawn in different directions. Like, yeah, I wanted to write. I wanted to be spoken word poet. I wanted mm-hmm. to do painting. I want to do entrepreneur. I want to own a business. Like there's all these things in creative aspects mm-hmm. that make you who you are. So it, it's kind of cool. I like when I ask people to introduce themselves and see what they say. Because, um, you know, I, I lead up to like a little introduction. But I'm like, you know, what do they think? And the first thing you say is, I'm still learning about myself. And it's like, that is such a, like, yo, that is such a perfect response because we are all still learning students of the universe. Exactly. You know, I love it. Every single time when I wake up, I'm like, word, let's, let's do this. And like, there's times obviously where you don't want to like get out of bed and whatever. But like when, even when those slight moments, when you do feel like that, you just gotta like my I'm I'm awake right now, so I guess I get I just gotta wake up and just go do it and exactly. whatever and be 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 proud of like not even proud but just be grateful of like the thing that you are yourself <laughs> like exactly it's like yo nobody else is gonna motivate you you yeah. know nobody else is gonna wake you up in the morning and be like go do this go do that you have to have an internal clock or like a mindset. Like, I don't know if you you feel what I'm feeling, but like since I was young, I always felt this pressure. Like I was always the one setting these super high expectations for myself um, because I felt like I could live up to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody else could see it. Like even when I was a young girl who didn't like look like this on the outside or talk like this mm-hmm. or, or have a podcast or put myself out there. Inside, I was this little soul and I was like, mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I think that's the thing that kind of wakes you up in the morning. Yeah, and it's that little burning fire. And I quote, and I quote uh, uh, Naruto because uh, Naruto, in Naruto, they, they always like, 
in their village, they're always having something is like, what is your will of fire? What keeps you going? What is that thing? And once you figure out that thing that keeps you going, just go for it. Don't don't even like for, put blinders on for all, everything that happens. Just focus on that thing. And once you focus on that one little detail, you will see wonders happen. And and honestly, like I never I like nobody really told me to do this like have that focus is more of like it was self-motivation and just like the people who were around me they were also like self they were when i hear somebody say hey andrew that was that was a dope dance you did and i was like all right that that's one step i guess my my goals are like just happening so might as well just ride this wave you know Exactly. And I think that's like what life is kind of about. It's like you no matter how much you try to predict things or you try to plan things or you try to make sure everything's set up for projects you do or work or whatever, there's always obstacles or things that are going to come in the way and you have to find a way to overcome it and and to figure out your next move even if it wasn't on the map, even if it wasn't already planned out, you know, and it's like being an artist and being multifaceted, that's something you kind of have to adapt to. And like, you have to start being fluid. You know what I mean? Just go with the flow, baby. Just yeah. go with the flow. Like you got to open your mind up and, you know, shout out all my old souls, young souls, all my souls in between, whether you're old or young. Um, however you heard about this podcast, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening in. Um, your mindset is important. Anything that we say on the show that you vibe with, I hope that you hit us up. Um, and I just want to let you guys know, like, just remind you, it's an open conversation. Anything me and Andrew talk about. Um, oh, sorry, I, I used your, your birth name. <sighs> my name is Andrew. His name is Andrew. That is my name. We threw it out there. Um, me and Andrew have been cool. So, you know, he is vibes and he is a vibe. But I've known him since we were in. I want to say like since you graduated like a year under me. So I want to say since I was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, definitely early high school. I think when I was a freshman, right yeah. when I came in. Around yeah. there. Yeah, and you were already and doing artistic started, things. Yeah. I was doing artistic things. Like, oh, I, I think we started vibing after after high school when, honestly, how I, how I truly started vibing with you was when you started doing the Rec Shop Poetry Nights. Ooh, shout out Rec Shop. Yeah, and... And what happened was at the time I was contemplating on what I wanted to do in life. Honestly, I knew I would. I knew I wanted to do something artistic, and I just got out of college. Well, not out of college. I just got out of high school, and I had like a little leap, six months period, mm -hmm. and I was just a little bit in limbo of where I was trying to go. But I knew I wanted to do something artistic. I was already teaching dance. Oh, it's, that's another side. I I teach dance everyone. Yeah, we're going to get a little we'll more We'll get into, into that. that, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I was teaching, and I was, like, playing with all these cards. I was like, I teach, I can I can produce music and whatever, so w w what can I do with this? And, like, I went to go to a rec shop to get some inspiration because there was, like, this. All types of artists. All types of artists. Everyone. And it was the closest thing I can go to, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I know this girl. I, I've seen this girl before. I just don't know. I just can't put my finger on it. No, we hung out in high school because we did. Di um, oh, wait, well, maybe. Yo, 
I lose track of time. When did we do the performance where um, did you perform? Yeah, you perform a song from your album. I did poetry. I did poetry. That and was then, a little um, bit after, yeah. What, is it Adriana? Adriana? Yeah. She was dancing. That was a dope vibe. Yeah. And we got to recreate that vibe. And then your other friend, I shout out her. I don't remember. Yeah, Najee. Najee. Um, oh, oh, and Najee was in it? Yeah. Soul Woman. So, yeah. Oh, Soul Woman. Yes. We were all in. Yes. That was such a good time. Like, See, these are the things I, I like. That that's video perfect, is dope. That's a perfect example of like what I kind of want to create. I I came to a conclusion of like, so backtrack it a teeny bit. So Back when I was meeting um, Jesse, I came to a conclusion where I was like, you know what? I'm really good at like uh, rapping. Or Jesse was started doing poetry and I started writing a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I came up with a poem and I was like, this is dope. And then I performed it and I was like, whack as shit. I won't <laughs> lie. I was whack as shit. And trust me, people, like if you are trying to like... uh get into this business of like performing and whatever you are either gonna be a winner or a loser and if you are a winner keep at it <laughs> really vibes. and if you are we have no losers on this no, show. No, no, no. i'll be i will be honest they will be losers i can't tell everybody that is like hey you're all talented but if you are if you do have that like that vision like i told you that tunnel vision of saying like mm. Keep that blinders on. I'm saying you're a loser, but hey, don't listen to me. <laughs> Keep that you. blinder on and be like, nah, nah, nah. Well, like I'm gonna I said, prove you're only on. for yourself. Exactly. You can only be for yourself. Exactly. What and we that, say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, like Rick Sanchez says from uh, Rick and Morty, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Um, and, you know, guys, it's it's just really cool, like, being able to reflect back and knowing, like, we've both come a long way as artists and and we both have different talents. And like he said, like, um, spoken word is something that a lot of people don't understand. It's a beautiful art form. And thank you for introducing me to it. <laughs> Honestly, you are the one who brought me into it. Oh, my God. If I didn't know, I would ne- I would have never, like... Uh, thank expanded you so much that for mindset. saying that. Yeah, wow. thank you. I wow. thank you. I really appreciate that because I really do feel like it's an unspoken form of art. And I was actually just talking about this with someone today because a lot of people don't know what it is. So when you say it, they're like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, and they think you mean written. Like, even if you say spoken word, as soon as you say poetry, it's written. You know what I mean? It's written word. No, it's spoken word performance. It's like... Like, just a throwback, quick throwback, when I was in Louder Than a Bomb with um, PBD High School, we had a, a spoken word group, and we ended up going to MIT, and I remember I performed in this auditorium. We were in the top four of people out of the state. I've talked about this on a previous show, but honestly, it's something that's made me. Like, it's it's something that sticks in my mind. I got up in front of, on the stage... On a microphone when I was, what age was I? A tender age of like 17. Like, I don't even know how old I was back then. Um, in front of literally guys, like it was 600 people. Like it was like some crazy number like that to a lot of people. Oh, maybe that's not a lot. To me as a young kid, people listening that's to you. That's a lot you, of people. 
That's a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like at a theater. By yourself? By myself. Just doing my poem by myself on stage. Um, and being rated, being judged on it. Mm-hmm. You know, getting numbers. And you know what I got, guys? I got a 10 on that damn poem. Um, Is that the highest, I'm guessing? They rated 1 to 10. I got a, mm-hmm. I got a 10 on that damn poem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that a good feeling. day. That was I a love good day. that feeling. Like, I... I, I and like artistry, if you are getting into this, is like think of it as um, as a as a roller coaster. It's gonna go. You're gonna have your highs. You're gonna have your lows. You're gonna have your highs, and you're gonna have your lows. And it is just like all life. right. Yeah, it is all right. all right. Just ride with it. Mm-hmm. But you just know that ride is either gonna end or like it, it, that ride is gonna end eventually. And that end is up to you. If you decide to get off that ride, then yeah, it's going to end. But if you keep on riding that, it's going to be the best ride of your life. Trust me. You're going to have so much. Even when you're having the lows, you're going to love them. <laughs> like I've had so many lows where I was like, I hate this. But at the same time, I love this because I know this is a part of the process mm. of growth. Mm. And when you're in your lows, that's when you take every, it's like I see it like the stock market when when you're at you don't buy when the stock market is high. No. You buy when it's low. You buy when it's and you slow. The high. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when you're at on on your lowest points, like say like, damn, I I don't I don't have enough money to go to the studio or whatever. It's like okay, that that's fine. Now you have time to write some more music. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You flip that low. And then by the time you do have that enough money to uh, to get into the studio, bam. Bam. You, you already had all this music already written. You know, it's just, you have to flow with it. Just it kind of flow. reminds me, I know I, when you were describing that, I literally was smiling and I was just lost in my head. I'm a... Uh, I'm a very imagery, like I have a lot of imagery when I picture things, like if people are talking or I'm thinking of something, I get a lot of like uh, visions in my mind. So I was literally picturing people surfing and you were Mm -hmm. saying the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, it could be the best ride of your life, the worst ride of your life. You just have to flow with it. Mm -hmm. If you think about surfers, like I don't know if you've ever watched somebody surf, but literally they just keep going for hours. They'll go out, try to catch a wave. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And when you see them catch that one wave... Oh, it's the dopest shit ever. Yo, they're on top of the world. They're literally like, yo, they come off the board after like, yes. Like you see them like <laughs> like celebrate with themselves. Like it's that type of vibe. Um, you guys just have to keep going, you know? And like, it's, but I'm not saying it's easy. And I don't think Andrew is, um, vibes no. is either, you know? Like it's... It's not easy. It's something you have to push through. You have to become almost a new person and unpeel layers of yourself. And yeah. that's kind of what, like, why we're doing this, guys. Like, so people can figure out what a soul even is. What that even has a meaning for to them because it means something different to everyone. And um, actually starting tonight, Andrew, you are my... Um, First person I'm doing this with, you're kind of an experiment. Oh. I want to ask you a question. And going forward, I want to ask every person on my show a question um, and just see what their answer is and see how you feel about it. So I just want to kind of know in your mind, in your own words, what do you feel it is to be an old soul in a young world? An old soul in a young world. Mm. (laughs) I feel that all the time. And I totally know what you mean. And 
I I feel like okay, so I put him on the spot. So, I just put him on the spot. So when you, for me personally, my I ha- I have two sides of me. I I always like to see everything that I see in life. I'm always in the middle of it. I always. I always try to see the both sides of both coins. I never try to pick a side. And people say, no, you definitely pick a side. No, 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 no. I always put myself in the middle because there's on both sides, they have a point. <laughs> as much as you don't want to hear it, they have a point. So back to your to your question of what your old soul, I feel like I'm in the middle of an old soul and a futuristic soul. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel I feel like my my soul is I, like there's times where I'm talking to people or talking to um anybody and I feel like I'm like years ahead and there's times where I'm either like a little a little bit back in the day kind of feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And depending on the conversations and how it's going, I always end up like uh, like for example, like I I work in retail a lot, and you get to meet a lot of people from all circles of life. Mm-hmm. And when you meet, like, say, an older gentleman, and they're talking about certain things, I start mentioning, like, say, like a gentleman who's like in their sixties. I start mentioning it's like stuff like, oh, all these kids will never know about uh, the Andy Griffin show. <laughs> they're like, how do you know about the Andy Griffin show? Listen. Yep. I love the Andy Griffin show, and yeah. like, like, do I, I will sit down and watch the Andy Griffin show any day, and that, and I believe like the Gen Z, they'll be like, "What the fuck are you watching?" It's one of the greatest shows ever. Yo, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like, you know, Gen Z's been blowing it up also lately, um, yeah. and and we're kind of mad about it. Um, I don't know what I'm considered. Am I a millennial? Yes, you're a millennial. Are you a millennial? Yes, I am. I don't really know what the time frame is on on how we differentiate. I think it's. Uh, I gotta if we. I I don't know. I gotta Google it, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's after ninety ninety or Nine, something. Yeah, something or like eighty nine or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know if you guys listening and have heard. And I was kind of talking to Andrew about it the other day. Um, I guess apparently the Gen Z generation is like dissing on us. Um, and they're also creating like a cancel culture, which <sighs> is amazingly horrible. <laughs> hilarious. It's pr- it's. It's kind of funny, but when you start canceling Dr. Seuss and like Dumbo and oh, I think it was Peppy Le Pew. Peppy Le Pew. Yo, they canceled the skunk for sexual harassment. Are you kidding me? Like we, yo, I feel like we're a little too sensitive sometimes. Um, and Gen Z is really trying to throw the vibes and create some ruckus. I know. And which is, it's like, dude, I, I, I. I kind of, I kind of fuck with Pepe Le Pew. He gave me confidence. You know, I just feel like to be classics. like, yo, you know, hey, what's up? Yeah. But at the same time, see, this is where I say I play. I got to listen to both. Both sides have a point. Mm-hmm. 
See, both sides have a point. The Gen Z has a point in a way is like, yeah, right. You know, I agree with you. You know Keep what going. I'm going. So both sides have a point because the Gen Z see it, see it as like, oh, your old ways are weird and creepy and shit like that. And w- like, maybe it was fine when you guys were like watching that shit and like, it's like, yeah, it, it was fucking hilarious. At you know, the, maybe that's why we're a little weird and we're like kind of, you know. We're, this is honestly that's true. That's why we're all artists and we're all like trying to figure shit out because we saw a lot of things when we were young. Like TV mm-hmm. was not as censored. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, TV still isn't censored. So it's like, it's just weird the dynamic of how some things can get canceled, but other things are fine. So it's like a really fine line. I know. Here's something that re- randomly just popped in my head. Uh. So, you know how we have in a cancel culture, per se, right now? Mm. And technically, the people who are saying we have a cancel culture don't have the power to change it at the moment. But us as millennials, as like coming up leadership and power soon, as we, as I obviously see it and predict, as we, it's inevitable. Uh, with our weird, <laughs> with our weird uh, creations and whatever, Who's going to stop us to keep on going with our weird creations for our next generations? Meaning we're going to just create more content for another weird generation. So this is a never-ending loophole. It's it's inevitable. It really is. It's the it's perfect word saying. that you said. I mean, and I feel the same way. Honestly, I'm just bringing it up because it is a relevant topic and it is something that's actually going on. They're Bring trying me to, something good to cancel. You know, yeah, they're trying to, you know, they're just trying to take away a little bit of the culture, R. which Kelly, is all I'm saying. I agree. Cancel you know, I agree. Them. Cancel. But There's at the same things. time, at the same time, when you cancel somebody like for the R. Kelly, for example, like that has its reasons has, has its strong super reasons. strong reasons but at the same time is like how they played it now i hear what they say is like anytime like an r kelly song is played money gets sent to like a child abuse organization or something like that is that true i don't quote me don't on that. Don't quote him on that. I'm not don't sure if that's true. Don't quote me on that. But if it isn't true, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. I like, mean, if you want to cancel somebody. Or like, just take him off the radio. But Just take him off the radio. Or, or give or, back. I get what you're saying. You yeah, know what I mean? I get where you're going with it. So, like, if they want to cancel Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> just donate some of that money, yeah, I guess, exactly. right? Yeah, like, but, like, you can't cancel a, a freaking cartoon. There's worse things out there. And then, you know, and then just the top on it all I think the cherry was just uh them talking about style which you know I'm also on the fence about so pretty much what I heard that they were saying um was that we are uncool in our generation I guess for girls this applies to more so because we wear skinny jeans and we part our hairs to the side and that generation wears bell-bottom jeans and they hey. part their hair down the middle. Hey, just to let you know, you so. guys are just going backwards because that look was like in the 80s. Yeah, we're just, I mean, but that's the thing. Style gets thrown back too. Art gets thrown back. We live in a remix culture. Yeah. Um, I went to school for communications and literally in my senior year of college textbook for communications, there was a definition for the word remix culture. If you look it up, it's, it talks about remixing any type of art, whether it's music. Like if you think about music, 
it's all remixes. Like we get inspired, we remix, we use different beats. We use the same beats, we mix them up in a different way. We use the same lyrics, we mix them up in a different way. Same with art, you know, same with fashion. And uh, if you really want to think about it, our generation, what we remixed was the 90s stuff. Facts. We brought back the 90s. And then in the 80s, what they remixed, a bunch of... Like whatever I couldn't say I couldn't say either But I gotta look into this I can't, I can't Now I'm just making up stuff Going backwards But I know for sure For our generation We remixed a shit ton Of like 90s stuff We def did We definitely did um, We definitely were in there And um, you know guys We got off in a little bit Of a tangent That was fun I like that a lot um, But I just kind of want to Get a little more into like What Andrew does And who he is um, And as we mentioned Earlier on the show We said we were going to save a little later um he is a dancer and a now um or has been for years now a dance teacher um for youth and you know i think it's just so cool as a soul as a person as a young man um that you really have used dance and your music as well like just all mixed into one because guys he has some awesome um dope albums out there love um which you just dropped uh it's called love and it's an amazing album when did you drop that i can't remember so um uh, that was summertime it was around the summertime um hold on i'm still thinking about when exactly can we stream that is that like available somewhere it is available everywhere on um spotify apple music youtube um uh what do you call it all those good places all those good places <laughs> but how it happened it. was i had a bunch of songs in my catalog and i was like ah, i gotta drop these songs because a it was at the time i haven't dropped anything in like two years or something like mm-hmm. that and uh and then i was like yo i got i gotta drop something and then while we were like like in quarantine uh sadly the george floyd thing happened and i honestly did not watch that video until recently in the court damn i'm telling you i repeat i did not watch that video fully until recently in 2021 in in april 1st actually yesterday actually when the second whatever it was march 31st that was the first time I watched it. Honestly, it's very, very difficult to watch. And um, I was like, I was already mad and I didn't even watch it. Yeah. Uh, but now to yeah. watch it, I'm just even more mad. But at the same time, like after like I watched it um, yesterday, I listened to my album and I was like, Andrew, why did you do this? If people listen to this, I was like, they get, it's like, it's. It's like a very, like, I kind of was like a little bit proud of myself. I was like, this is really good, but it's very healing. But at the same time, it opens up a couple wounds. It does, but that that's the most beautiful part about it. You dropped it at such a dynamic time where a lot of controversy has been going on. And, and I didn't mean to, like, yeah. uh, uh, like, drop it on the same, like, day or anything like that i just took time to like uh 
ta- and like pretty much map it out when like the how it happened. Like the protests happened on like a particular day. I don't know what day it happened, but the protests happened and I went to him and I was like, yo, this is horrible. And then I was just like, I, I gotta I gotta put out something. I got me as an artist, it would be it would be like how could I be the only artist not like talking about these times? Yeah. Like these are the things that need to be recorded. Exactly. And I took my time and I took like two weeks in, planned everything out, finished everything real quick, slapped on whatever what was going on and made it super relevant to the times. And, you know, like, I just want to say, um, since Andrew brought it up, um, just RIP, George Floyd, um, I've been following the trials. I know Andrew has been following the trials, and it's very heartbreaking. Um, it's something that, you know, it's undescribable. It's something that I can't even get into without getting emotional. Um, anybody who has been out there protesting in support of George Floyd, shout out to you. Um, and, you know, God bless his family. But yeah, it's just crazy, like how you dropped your album at the same time all of this is going on. And without even knowing unconsciously, I feel like it was kind of, you know, it's a vibe. It really was just a vibe where it's like you felt like you had to speak out. There was nothing else that you could do to change the matter, um, no matter how much you go to protest or you try to speak out. Like, and that was your way as an artist, um, I feel like, to say what you had to say. I kind of also did it, not trying to be selfish, but I kind of did it for me just so I can be like... In like 50 years from now and be like, if my kids be like, dad, what you do around these times? It's like, yo, you really want to know what I did? Yo, I made this dope album or whatever. And it's like, it's something for me that I can say it's there forever. And like, uh, and it's just like a, one of my favorite projects. I thought, I thought my first project was my favorite. Nah, this one is pretty dope. <laughs> And that's like a, yeah, exactly. It's like a trademark, like, stamp, like, in time. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, you know, to everyone listening in, um, just want to say real quick, just like RIP to George Floyd um, and just shout out to his family. Yeah, like, you know, I've been following the trials. Um, I know Andrew's been watching the trials and it's really, really... can't even think of the words like it's so heartbreaking it's so disgusting um and inhumane um what happened in this trial and hearing the witnesses um so i just want to you know just say shout out and rest in peace um rest in power um you were a young man who did not deserve that um in the world is going to learn from these mistakes and i just want to say that on this platform because we support everyone on old soul in the young world um and everyone who is out there protesting um who was for black lives matter like we support everyone um and we appreciate your vibes here on the show so thank you for tuning in and listening in um and You know, I just want to cut to a little um, quick half hour break. We're actually going to play some of Andrew's music. You have a, you know, a certain song or a certain vibe you want to throw on? Um, We are going to play a song called Fly. And this is also on the Love Project. And it's pretty much trying to motivate everybody to get out there and fly and try to go catch whatever dream you're trying to catch. 
I love it. So I hope you guys love it too. I hope you enjoy this quick little music break. Chill out, relax, and you tune back in with us after. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, what Andrew does uh, within his dancing um, and teaching. And also we're going to get into NFTs, which if you guys haven't heard that in the news lately, you've been under a rock, I guess. Um, Andrew put me onto it the other day. It's a whole up-and-coming futuristic vibe oh of trading, selling, God. buying. Like, you don't even know. We're about to get into it after this so tune in hold on enjoy the song Young souls and all souls in between. Welcome back from our five minute music break. I hope y'all enjoyed that song Fly by Vibes. Um, and we're here with Vibes, vibing it out. I'm here. <laughs> um, and it's been a good time today, yo. We've just been chatting it up, chopping it up. Um, and we're about to get into some cool shit in a couple minutes um, and talk about NFTs, um, which I know a lot of you are like, what the hell is an NFT? Because that's how I felt. But um, before we even get into that, I kind of just want to have Andrew like kind of talk about his dancing. Like, I don't even know actually how you got into dancing. So I'm curious myself. Um, I got in by accident. Oh, 
It was by accident. It's like a secret fight club? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I honestly was I I didn't I didn't know it was going to lead to like where I am right now, but it, it honestly was by accident. How it happened was I was when I was in high school, I my freshman year, I was already in like chorus and chorale and all that in my freshman year. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is dope. I like singing and whatever. You never know. I could be the next singer or whatever. <laughs> and I would do like there will be times where I will practice like singing like Chris Brown songs and like trying to be like the shit. And the more I got into it, I... I was. I eventually got into chorus, and my voice at the time. When you're a freshman, your voice is honestly changing, so you don't know if your voice is high or low. So what were you, uh, a baritone? So at the time, my <laughs> no, chorus teacher. Yeah, I, well, I was a baritone, oh. but at this time, at my chorus teacher, shout out to John Simmons, the king, right there. Shout out, Mr. Shout Simmons. Out. So he was like, yo, you should be in Corral, but I don't know. You should, like, work on your, like, homework and stuff like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> sure, I guess I'll work a little bit harder. And I worked a little bit harder. And then that year he was like, oh, you're going to be in Corral? And I was like, word, that's my sophomore year. So how dance got involved into this, I'm, like, here trying to, like, being corral, I'm like feeling the hot shit in my class now. I was like, <laughs> honestly, I was like, oh man, I'm like in the highest, like, well, not the highest, but I'm in like one of the coolest clubs in the high school at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the shit anytime anybody talked to me, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm in corral, nothing big. You're like, you know, like if you want to hear an angelic voice come to me, like mm -hmm. that was me the whole day, all day. You're real cocky. Look at you. Not really. Yeah, it was more really shy. I barely talked to anybody, honestly. <laughs> Just trying to have some confidence out here. Just trying to have some confidence <laughs> out here. But I had at the time I was telling I was I had I also had a mentor because uh, when we had a transitional partner mentor mm -hmm. and she was into the arts as well and I would talk to her and she was in my chorus but she later quit chorus for some weird reason and she was like oh I'm too busy for this because I gotta sign up for this um, I'm gonna be doing step team and I was like what is step team what is that I've never heard of that oh in my, my life oh my gosh you just brought me back now I remember yep. so, now I remember yep, yep. <laughs> So they we had a step team at our school and how the school ran the step team it was like there was this one cool teacher her name was Miss Silvo mm -hmm. I will never forget her she was cool and she was one of those teachers that helped kids who were like uh who needed help with their homework or trying to help kids who were like trying to act all badass but she'd be like listen you're not all that badass just do your homework she was like legit that kind of teacher yeah and everybody i personally loved her because of like that like straightforwardness and she ran this step team and i and she was like oh cool do, do you know how to dance i was like no <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't i was like i don't know how to dance you must have had a little rhythm I had a, I must have had a little bit of rhythm, but like it, re, like it goes back to that tunnel thing. I didn't give up on that thing. I was like, mm. I'm gonna learn this stepping thing, whatever. I was badly out of rhythm and everything. Everybody tried to teach me things, and it was just it's not sticking to me a hundred percent. But like, I was just like, I'll try it, and I. 
the next year, actually the whole year, whatever, we barely did any shows. We did like one show and it was the pep rally. And that, that's when I got the high. I was like, okay, I'm in front of everybody in the whole entire school mm-hmm. and everybody's singing. Yo, I remember that. I remember you running out with the yeah. step team. Now that you're saying this, I literally yeah. forgot that's how you started dancing. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, that's mean. my friend. <laughs> that's my friend right there. He's on the step team. And that's how it started. And then the next year, uh, my sophomore year, actually, yeah, my sophomore year, you didn't, you saw me, you saw me my sophomore year. This, okay. Okay. So the, my freshman year was when I first got the high. The second time I was like, yo, I was trying to crave that shit again, mm. that performance high. And like already I was in Coral uh, uh, at this point, and they already do a bunch of like little shows here and there as a group. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in this environment of just performing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So were you dancing outside of step so, team? So this is where it gets tricky. So the next year, um, Miss Silva, the person who was running, well, was in charge of like watching over the, the the club after school. Mm. She ended up getting uh, laid off because that year they were laying teachers off left and right, and uh, of budget cuts. It, of it's always the best ones. I know, and they laid her off, and and then I was I went to the principal. And I never talked to the principal. I it isn't like I went to like the we had like housemasters. They're like second second or third in charge. But I went head on top, and I was like, "Hey, uh, so I really like this step team thing that we had last year. And uh, is it coming back?" And they were like, "Well, at the moment, we do not have the money to provide for a person to stay after. But if you can find a teacher who would like to stay after." Or whatever, then we'll be happy to whatever. I went to every teacher that I knew. I honestly dedication. Did. I honestly did. I was like, yo, so do you stay after for like an hour? It's like, mind you, I didn't. Everybody who was in the step team the year before, they were all seniors. Oh no! So, they so you all were alone. Did. Oh shit! So they left me with like, "Hey, this is step team," and I was the only like person left that was underclassman. And they got lucky that I was the only person that was underclassman to be running this. And mind you, usually they gave the power to like somebody like that if you're like a senior. It was kind of like a thing that we give to seniors is like, "Oh, you've been in the group for like." A long time. So Mm -hmm. you're a senior. You Mm -hmm. get to be the captain or something. Uh, Yes. But in this case, my sophomore year, I'm already the captain, but no people in my ship. Nobody else is there. Exactly. So I later was asking teachers at first and I was like, whatever. And then one day I was at lunch and this girl came up to me. Her name was Katie Rodriguez. Shout out to Katie. Shout out Katie. Katie has a, a gorgeous son, by the way. Side note. Aww. Um, so she was like, "Hey, you better tune her into Old Soul in the Young World." Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I am. It was her, her, and another girl named Emma Calderon, and she she was like, "Hey, we heard like you have a step team. Like, what what's up with that?" I was like. Yeah, I do, but we don't have anywhere to practice. <laughs> and like, I was like trying to figure this out. And I was like, we don't have anywhere to practice. And I was like, oh, whatever. And they were like, well, let us know if anything happens. And I was like, all right, cool. 
And later, I'm walking home from the library because that was that used to be the go-to place for any like kid oh, to yeah. hang out. I remember because it was like the safe places. Like we couldn't go like to like a. And you had your little recording studio there for a little bit. At the time, or was that time, later on? That was way later okay, okay. on. But at the time, it was just one of those place that all kids congregated and chilled and like bothered the the many times I got kicked out of the library. It's just just mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a quiet place and you guys are here causing ruckus. <laughs> so I would I was walking home from the library and down the street there was this place that had big letters that said dance. And I was like, huh, what is this place? I walk up in the stairs and I was like this is a dance studio. This is like my first time walking into an actual dance studio. I didn't know this place existed in my whole entire life. I'm a sophomore in high school. At this time, probably I'm like 17 or something like that. And and I'm like, okay, this. I guess this is what it is. And I walked in. I asked the lady. I was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for somebody to be a sponsor for... Uh, our step team at my high school. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and good for you, already entrepreneur yeah, yourself. I didn't even know that I was entrepreneuring. That's the thing. I was just going out the women. I was just like, say, hey, the, I just need a sponsor, and they were like, yeah, we'll try to see what we can do. So, the director of that studio went to the high school. Try to see what was up with the deal. And then she came back and she was like, well, they said we can't sponsor you. Well, they said we can't be like a part of the school to do that kind of thing. But what we can do is we can provide you a studio space and you can come here and and practice anytime. Wow. Well, that's a deal. So what do you think Andrew was like? All right, cool. I got a place finally. Mm -hmm. Now I need dancers and from there long story short i started getting people and that's how my dancing career started and i i started teaching by my uh, well i started teaching my crew members dances that i will make up sometimes it will look good sometimes it'll look bad but hey that's what it's about it's a start you never know i was a loser i really was but i hey everybody saw me as a winner i knew i like everything that i was doing a baby could have done it (laughs) <laughs> like a baby that's a good mindset it. though that's like uh you know because for other people maybe it'd be really really hard to do what you did and like yeah to put themselves out there and keep going and and trying to like, and i you totally know. understand of like trying to put yourself out there think of it as like trying to ask that one girl or guy out you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's just like they're going to say yes or they're going to say no. And when they say no, because that's the thing that people that stops people from talking or getting permission, whatever, mm-hmm. because they think or they know they're going to hear the word that they don't like and which is no. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that word, no, that should just encourage you be like. I'm going to get a yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, exactly. And like, wow, it's so crazy you just said that. The universe is so funny. The other day I put up a little Snapchat post and I literally said like, ever since I've been branching out more artistically um, that and getting more no's pretty much, that it's making that one yes even more satisfying. And that's literally what I said. And Andrew just said the exact same thing. So it's true, guys. Like, it's like you have to you know, fail before you succeed. You have to, you know, keep going before um, you can get to your end point of your journey and enjoy the journey. 
along the, the way. And the end of my tale of my dance journey is later. I just started putting myself out there, came up with the same approach, just going go to, you always go to the head, I guess. I, I always wrote emails to dance directors and I said, hey, I'm a dance, I've been dancing here. I was in a dance crew, whatever, simple email over and over again. The many times some people never answered back. The mm -hmm. many times some people were like, no, thank you. We don't need anybody. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But there was always somebody who said yes. Same thing <laughs> about looking for a job. Like I, I've gone thing. through that too. Like literally got in like first interviews, second video um, interviews, been videoing with like a board of panel for an interview and like don't get the job. I yeah. just spent like a month of my life like applying, waiting, interviewing to find out I don't get it, you yeah. know, and then moving on because what am I going to do? Not move on, exactly. you know, you can't um, stay in the same place, but exactly. And it's those, but it's the feedback too. And it's the response you get. Cause sometimes it's a no, but it's a no with, um, advice almost yes. or encouragement like hey you're not for this opportunity but you are good you are going in the right direction if i can you set know? an example if if anybody remembers a girl named tori kelly if that name sounds familiar sounds slightly familiar she was a american idol consistent uh, uh person who auditioned for american idol i can't say the contestant word. contestant i got you, you. <laughs> appreciate it she was on american idol and she auditioned and she was pretty bad ish mm -hmm. and the judges were like if you can fix this this and this and that and that was her no and they didn't give her a ticket and that was fine she mm -hmm. took all her notes went home practice put out one youtube video singing one song or something like that after like she even said it, it's like i went home took the notes that they gave me and i practiced started making new videos and whatever mm -hmm. and now she's a multi-million artist right now you know and that's a perfect example like you just and she you didn't never even know. need to go on american idol exactly it's just like <laughs> it's crazy um so thank you, Andrew. Like, really, honestly, appreciate having you here at night. You being able to just share your story and like. Did we pass the NFT? No, we we're still going. I'm just thanking you because, oh. like, honestly, you're a great person. I just felt like I had to thank yeah. you right there. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Your energy is like the best as always. Like, Aww. I can never. It's like I remember I told you a long time ago. It's like anytime I make a song or whatever, you're gonna be the first one to hear it. Yo, yeah. Remember and, that? And you used to send me that shit. You send to me do. randomly. Yeah. And I and I, do. and I would love it. I appreciate it. Um, and you know, guys, uh, like I promised, like I said. We are getting into the mysterious mysteries of NFT. Yes. Um, NFT, which um, stands for... Andrew, do you know off the top of your head? I'm no. just testing you. So it's called a non-fungible token. Yes. I don't know if it's fungible, fungible. It's fundable. Fun it has a G in it, bro. Fungible? F-U-N-G-I-B-L-E. Are you sure? I am positive. That is hilarious if that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm showing it to him right now, so just so you guys know. But you can go look it up yourselves. Um, 
But NFTs have actually been popping off in the news, within the art industry, within almost any industry. I've seen it with trading cards. I've seen it with music. I've seen it with gifts. I've seen it with a little cat with a rainbow inside a pop tart um, (laughs) that we were talking about earlier that sold for like $600,000. So just to like start off the segment, that shit's crazy. That shit is mind blowing isn't it really hard to explain to the people listening in what an nft is like we're gonna do our best guys we're gonna try to do our best we're gonna do our best don't quote on any everything i have a couple quotes okay i was gonna say but quote on something just some (laughs) things we'll let you know um but pretty much i guess like from this definition i have here from google um it says that an nft is a unit of data on a digital ledger called a blockchain where each NFT is an individual digital item and it's not interchangeable. Um, You can buy pretty much the ownership to it. So it's kind of like a copyright trademark. Is that like how to explain it? Yep. A digital ownership of a digital aspect whether it's art whether it's a digital trading card whether it's a digital gif or meme it's literally just yep it's kind of like um it's all online it's all digital it's all digital it's a combination of many is it's a combination of many little things like it's a tradable kind of thing it's tradable it is a digital thing it is a blockchain and it is also, um, I believe, it's basically just, uh, oh, there's another thing. I think but it's like, but you can. <sighs> it's a combination. I see it as a combination of a lot of things, but one thing. You know what I mean? It's very, very difficult to describe, but pretty much like. You have the own. I think the key word is ownership. You ownership. own that digital whatever it is, whatever, a painting, uh, like I said before. Um, And it says that it's something that can't be copied, which is... What it means when they say it can't be copied is like, so in the internet, in the interwebs, uh, anything that is published or anything like that, everything has metadata. And, and metadata is just like back data of like the website is like pretty much like the what's underneath the curtain kind of thing. And that metadata is like pretty much its own little license. It's like its own social security. Like a barcode almost. Like a barcode, only barcode. So the thing is when you are like, for example, when you post a picture on Facebook, that picture can be... That barcode can be copied as a gazillion times, and that's when you see like copy and paste or whatever. That barcode is just being copied over and over again. But where NFT come different, and I say it's like a combination of things, it's exactly like that. You can make a one Pacific social security uh, for that particular digital uh, uh, picture that then has net worth that has net like worth. actual value the value where the value comes in so that's the weird part the value p- comes in in a weird part because a 
you as a person saying like, I am going to take a picture of this banana. And when I take a picture of this banana, it's the only picture on the internet with this specific uh, ID code and it cannot be copied ever anywhere else. And it's- But it can still be like somebody else can download the picture of that image, like, and I, I was watching a YouTube video and I said this mm-hmm. earlier, but it's not that specific that one. specific one. It's just a, it's just like, uh, that's where I say it's kind of like, it's a copy, but it yeah. isn't a copy. It isn't a copy in the sense of like, it has the same exact number. It's just like a copy of like, it, it's off by like one number. But the first five numbers are the same. You know what I mean? Exactly, it's kind of like yeah. a, when you go to like any shopping mall or whatever. When you when you see a row of like say toothbrushes, I'm just giving out random items now in the world. <laughs> but uh, a row of toothbrushes, they all have a skew on them. They're all the same item, but all those skews are different. Mm-hmm. But there is an original skew of that item. There's an original skew, like the blueprint. The blueprint yeah. of that. So that's what an F- NFC is. It's like the NFT. blue NFT is. It's a blueprint also, and it's something that is tradable, and it's also something that can be like it has how you get how an artist makes money off of it, and I think that's where most of the listeners are going to be like. So where does the money come in? Yeah, exactly. The money comes in basically out of like, you got to think of it as maybe like a royalty deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you take a picture of that thing and now it people can buy pieces of that thing. Like it's being uh, traded on the, like a stock market. It's now like a stock pretty mm-hmm. much. People can buy a piece of that stock, of a piece of that picture. The whole goal is the... It's only one of them. So that value of trading it over and over is going to go up every single time. And how you as an artist makes money, you make money off of like the royalties off of it. So anytime it's, the, anytime it's traded, you get like a percentage. I think depending on where you're trading it, by the way, you get a certain percentage back from that item mm-hmm. or that you posted from that NFT. Yeah, so I read, I was reading, uh, listening to a YouTube video, um, and it was saying so the the creator, the artist, they have royalties, just like music, like what exactly. Andrew's saying. Um, and actually, like it just it it creates a revenue. And what it, what the graph showed is like, oh, in 2014, when this GIF or this NFT whatever was created, it was worth this much, and now it's risen. Like it's like almost like like he's saying like a stock. Like, like it, it literally is. grows in value. Um, and this is a new digital form of like money in trading that I haven't seen or heard of before. I think something you can compare it to would be like Bitcoin um, in a way like digitally. And then if you're kind of trying to get your mind around terms of it physically, um, a lot of the comparisons that I saw was like, well, anyone can buy a Mona Lisa print, like a print of the painting, but only one person or place can own that painting. Like that can only be in one museum. That's Mm -hmm. the one original. Um, But when you put it into digital terms, it just sounds crazy because like we said, it's the internet. You can copy paste, you can, you know, graphic design, you can do this and that. Um, so it's super interchangeable, but it's creating a huge industry and business. Um, 
like imagine as if you're if you're an artist listening right now, imagine you painted the dopest picture, right? And you are you have two choices. You can uh go to the nearest uh art show or whatever and put a price to your picture and you can sell that picture and bam you get a profit back you made 200 500 bucks and you go on your way and you and you whatever or you can take a picture of the painting that you did put it on and make it an NFT mm-hmm. and it can be traded over and over and over and over again and you will be getting a profit Every single time, mm-hmm. the first time, two times, third time, times five, six time, times a hundred. It just times it over, over, it doubles, doubles over and over again. And that's inevitable. Now you say, how, how could I do that? Is like, it's all up to you on how you market yourself and how good your art is basically. But just know that that digital print is going to be there forever. It's crazy. It's like a print in time. Um, so your kids will be, you can say, I'm going to paint this one picture that I know is going to be selling on as an NFT for $2 million. And anytime that person re like says, hey, I'm going to resell this NFT, you make commission off of that forever. And that's, it, they can't stop it because it's, it's an endless loophole. Exactly. And, you know, um, I actually showed uh, Vibes this video earlier before we started the podcast, Um, but I just want to throw in a quick little snippet of an SNL clip that came out. It's actually, guys, if you Google NFTs, you're going to see that news came out about it like today, yesterday, the day before, four days ago. Like literally it's been popping off in the art world in news. Um, So just want to throw this little clip for you guys. Super funny video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but if you want to check it out, you can YouTube um, SNL. It's Pete Davidson um, featuring Chris Red and Jack Harlow. Um, and they literally explain what NFT is in rapping. Um, so hope you guys enjoy this clip. Two silicon boys were talking outside, talking outside, talking outside. Okay, and so what is your question? Two silicon boys were talking outside, talking outside, talking outside. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you the first time. Nah, 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 nah. Now what the hell's an NFT? Apparently cryptocurrency. Everyone's making so much money. Can you please explain what's an NFT? I said, what the hell's an NFT? It's like real life monopoly. Everyone is doing it like Gronkowski. Can you please help me make an NFT? But yeah, I feel like that literally explained exactly what we were talking about in very simple terms. Like he's making it funny, that shit was but hilarious. yo, that's just that's just a small like uh, easier example than us just like blah 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 blah. Because I know it's it's hard to wrap your mind around. Take um, time and like research it yourself. I know I'm not like a super master at this, but like trust me, it is the future. And trust me. 
You will love it. And a just quick question, Vibes. Have you heard about Beeple, the artist? Yes, I did. And I'm sure like... Homie is lit. Yo, he is making bank. So pretty much... He made millions in like six months or something like that. Millions upon millions. So pretty much this guy was a graphic designer. He just started putting his stuff out on social media. It's like, I don't know, if you look it up, it'll be like... um, characters from toy story or different movies or things like doing weird things or mixed with different body parts or like i don't know it's just like cool digital art stuff um and he started releasing all of these and then years later when nft started coming in you know he started trademarking them as nfts and, and selling them putting them out and when it started like actually gaining a lot of value um he started making millions so there was actually it's a I think it's an art company. It's an art gallery. I don't know if it's digital or if it's also a real art gallery and they do digital stuff, but it's called Christie's. Um, and they, so the guy who creates all this artwork, his name's Beeple, and Christie's took a bunch of Beeple's artwork, um, put it all together into one giant like NFT made of all these other NFTs, and they sold it. Like you would sell a stock or a piece of art for sixty nine million dollars, which Easy. which is fifteen million dollars more than Easy. Monet's painting sold for in two thousand fourteen. Easy. It makes me like I question society and I question what money even is. Money is not money is fake. Money. That's pretty. This proves listen, that money is fake right listen, here. Recently, I'm not gonna talk too much about my personal personal life but let's just say oh come on recently (laughs) i've been humbled very well and i've been working my ass off and recently i was like before like at the beginning of this i was like dang i need i need bread i need money and whatever and then like i got to a stage where like i paid off my bills and whatever and i have enough money to like whatever good for you congrats And, and i'm like this shit is stupid. <laughs> well, once you same, once you see what money is, yeah. But I mean, it's a huge accomplishment being able. Money to Money is off just your a shit. tool. That's all it is, dude. It it's is, just, and it's a it's way that you move up the ladder. Unfortunately, how you use money, money, you gotta understand how to. I'm just still understanding, but I know now that money is just a tool, and once you like people who go get their nine to five and so on and so forth. And I won't lie. I'm still in that loop at the moment. Hell yeah. We work hard out here. But when we get our checks, we're Mm -hmm. expected to spend it on items that whatever, instead of putting it in, instead of making our money work for us, meaning like we should be putting our money into like a savings or a, an investment account or stocks or, or bonds or stuff like that. I personally don't like savings accounts because mm-hmm. they give you shit. But I... I mean, rec- investing makes you grow, so yeah, I, I can't... I recently I can't switched and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put all my money into a SP500 and it's going to sit there because... Appreciate that. An SP500, if you people don't know, is an ETF. And ETFs give you, especially for this one, is always going to be climbing forever. Well, not forever, but it's always going to be climbing no matter how bad or good the economy is. And if it does go down, it isn't going to go down a lot, probably by like 2%. So you guys will be fine. 
put it in there and want come back to me, you'd be making at least two hundred or five hundred bucks a year extra. So pretty much, when you guys get rich, you better come back to Andrew and give him a little bit of some some. Honestly, because he I'm just gave you a gem. <laughs> still trying to get rich. You know we, you know we're all like moving forward and trying to figure this out in society and what's going on. And it's like with this NFT stuff, it really does make you question and think about the dynamics of money of exchange. Even when I think about like the foreign exchange trading um, and cryptocurrency and all that stuff, it's so intangible. Like that, it makes your mind explode. Like, like, I was trying to wrap my head around it the last couple of days, you know, upcoming to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. So if you it's guys a are... a new world. Yeah. If you guys are curious, like, seriously, do some research. Look it up. It's super interesting if you look into the art aspect of it. Also, I don't know if it was and a... Please util- find a way to utilize it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, Take I'm even thinking about it. I'm like, could I, like, put my paintings, like, yes. into an EFT? Your like, paintings, you your know? podcast can be an NFT, if you didn't know. That's Anything. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yes. It also makes me a little bit hesitant, but, like, also very curious. Um, so, and, you know, I just, like, I keep staring at this, so I have to show you. You see this little ghost? Yes. So there's this little ghost, uh-huh. and it has little Gucci symbols on it. Yeah. But it's, like, it looks like a child drew it. Like, yeah. it's, like, super simple. Just sold as an NFT for $3,600. It's a little... $3,600. It's a tiny little um, ghost drawing. I don't even know, guys. I'm so, about to like just doodle on my iPad all night long <laughs> and just draw. I'm about to do the same. I mean, like we're all trying to come up and who knows? Maybe NFTs to. is for all of us. So it is? Maybe for Vibes Media, you know? Maybe for uh, Old Coming Soul Young soon. World. <laughs> Can I say something about Vibes Media, by the way? Please, go ahead. So for the, uh, I'm going to leave people with this. And if you want to plug your uh, social medias too as well. Oh, I shall. Um, so, by the way, I'm Vibes the Great. You can find me on Instagram at Vibes the Great, V-I-B-E-Z, the great. And anywhere on any of your social medias or uh, Spotify, YouTube, Instagrams, uh, whatever your grandma watches, whatever she watches, I'm there. I, I, I'm positive I'm there. And also a little bit about Vibes Media. So Vibes Media is an upcoming project and that is going to be innovating for artists. It, I'm not going to try to say it's the biggest and different thing. No, I'm just going to say I'm just going to be here to help you guys in a way to create content to uh just pretty much put yourself out there. Um I can't promise you like I'm the best of everything. Uh I can't say I'm creating the greatest place ever, but I do say this. I will be the best at trying to help you to be the greatest. Ooh, Ooh vibes the great, making Ooh. you great. Look at you trying to get poetic at the you end of know, the show. Like I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, look forward to a a dope studio in like 2022. I am gonna put that before manifestation you. right now. It, it, like it's 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 in already the there. It's already there. It's Just there. 2022. Be ready. It's, the doors are going to be open. All right? <laughs> so that's with Vibes Media. And you can find that at Vibes 
Media Co. on Instagram. And that's where we have it right now for now. Word. And he has these cool little cards that you can put on your phone and all his websites pop up, which you showed me earlier. So that's pretty cool, too. He's doing a lot of futuristic things out here. I'm telling you, the future is here. The future is here. <laughs> it was such a good time tonight. Um, Thank vibes. You. I really appreciate having you on here. Appreciate having it. your perspective, um, your outlook, and really how you got into art um, and what you're contributing to the community is great. Um, so you know, thank you, dude, for just being you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Y'all <laughs> are awesome. And if you need to reach me, call me at 978. I'm not giving ooh, you my number. Oh, I thought he was about to drop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, if you want to hit up Andrew, please hit him up on all social media. Um, like I said, you can hit me up on Instagram at J-E-S-S-I-E underscore E-L-L-L-Y. Um, you heard the rest of my social medias at the beginning. If you didn't, go tune back in. I appreciate every single soul listening in every week. Um, all the feedback, all the shout out is amazing and i hope you guys keep tuning in we're gonna have more people on the show more vibes more entrepreneurs shout out vibe shout out andrew um it was just such a good time uh so i hope you guys tune in next week for old soul in a young world with your host jesse ellie You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Elliott, to Old Soul in a Young World. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. We're here to chop it up about the reality of life of being an old soul. Come in and find yourself. Internal wealth. Tune in to Old Soul in a Young World.